Now is your time to flex. Welcome everybody to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I'm your moderator back in the saddle here on the show. And today I want to welcome our special guest. We know her as Dr. Georgia Monde Zier. Did I say that right this time? Yes. That is amazing. Welcome, Dr. Georgia Monday Zier. But we're going to call her Mama G for the podcast. I don't know why she switched up the name and everything down there. But uh, yeah, Mama I'm G is here, ladies and gentlemen. But I am she was, so happy to be on the 13th floor. Yes. yes. Love the excitement. Love the energy, I'm entertainment excited. factor. We finna, we finna I love do it. Big. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. I know y'all ain't gonna have me here permanently, but I enjoy the time while I'm visiting. Hey, listen, man, you know, this is, might be the, the, the sign of things to come. You know, we got a very special topic that we want to get into, especially since we have you on the show, since we decided, you know, very controversial, very sensitive, you know, that Me Too movement. So we thought yes. it would be best to have a female perspective on the show today. But let me get the, through the rest of these introductions. We got my main man, Mr. Crypto Fresh, Bitcoin extraordinaire, Litecoin ripples, dashes and everything. Everything. Crypto. What's I, happening, bro? Committee, committee. We are out here. <laughs> My wallet stays back. You don't know. You better ask three people, and one point two of them gonna be like fresh. Know what the topic? Is. Let's go. There it is. In the corner with the what? What? What is? Man, I don't do cats, bro. We gotta get out of here. Face on. What's happening, bro? <laughs> Uh, what is going on? Um, plus, is in quarantine this week. Um, he's in the basement. Um, Why is the cat named Puss, man? Why did it have to be at the time? I, bought I mean, it's so cliche, though. No, not really. How many pusses do you, do you know? That one, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna have to put the square E on this podcast. No, no, I said, <laughs> the name of the not good. No, what you're thinking. The reason why his name was Puss because when I got him, that was the time of um, Shrek. So Puss and Boots, mm-hmm. I didn't want to have the boots part, so I just figured I would just make it Puss. So, um, yeah, that's where it is. Uh, but I, I, I have a, a, a major announcement today. Today is a national holiday um, for all of us of color because today that we went on sale today and we got both our figurines for Eric <gasps> Killmonger and Black Panther. The things we got on the wall today, tickets did go on sale. So if you do not have them, Get him. Wow. He has a shirt on. Wow. Hey, look at this. Look Kill at Monger that. and Black Panther. Kill Monger. What a day. Uh, we're going to get the Killmonger. here to stay. You feel me? We're going to get the Killmonger and Black Panther in a minute because I have no idea who. Well, I know Black Panther. I have no idea who. No. They got two different names. They can't be the same. These are two different people. Yeah, I, I'm hoping one of them might be the villain. I don't know. Coach K, you over there on the side, man, with your Black Panther Africa shirt on, man. T-shirt game on 1000 once again. What's happening, bro? What up? What up? What up? Happy New Year to everybody. I know I wasn't here last week. Neither was I, man. Definitely Happy New Year, everybody. I hope everybody's 2018 is getting off to a roaring start, man. Getting all of the progress made on your goals and everything going forward. Uh, I really really hope everybody's trying for 52. That's... 
That's gonna be big. That's gonna be big. Yeah. Shout out Jay Day, phenomenal. We'll get yeah, into man. that. We'll get into that. Easy, easy. Faison, I'm coming back to you before we get into this uh, this Me Too discussion though. Like, I need an educational lesson because Black Panthers hit the theaters. When is it? February 16th, 17th, something like that. Yeah, 15th, I believe. 18th, I think. 18, something like that. Nah, we gotta get it. We gotta get an official. Yeah. Well, Carol, work on that. Who is the the Killmonger? What is that? Which one is that? What is that? So Eric Hillmonger, that is a kind of an arch nemesis of him. Um, he has two, but that's one of the bigger ones. And Eric Hillmonger has also the ability to get a Black Panther similar style suit. Not as strong, but he is the same person. Michael J- um, I was going to be Jordan. That's his character. Jordan, there you go. Keep it, so, keep it light now. You're getting too geeky. You got to keep it light for the people. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. No, Michael B. Jordan. That B is important. You Google yeah, Michael Jordan, like you Rocky Jr. to now he's going ahead and fighting Black Panther. That's how y'all put it together. The makes combined. Yeah, man. So what was the date on that thing, Carol? Uh, it's the 16th, February it 16th. Is 16th. National holiday. National holiday, man. Everybody, we got to make sure we go out in droves. We got to see this movie first weekend. We got to kill the box office numbers. I don't know what hey, Star Wars did, but I'm trying to double to it. the movie theater. Yes, go to the movie home. theater. Yeah, do not go buy the bootleg. Don't hit the corner. Get this DVD. Go, go to, the to the movie theater. I'm giving, I'm giving people rides like it's election day to the polls. Thank you. Hashtag Alabama. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. You have to do it, man. Also, I want to shout out um your girl from Empire. She got a, what's her name? Cookie. Oh, I can't Prime. think of her name. Taraji. 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 That comes out this week, Friday. Nah, it's in the theaters, yeah. That's another one we got to go push and support. It looked like it's on some uh, Foxy Brown type of stuff, Foxy Cleopatra's type of thing, man. So definitely want to show the support for those going forward. When So with the movie tickets thing, if I buy, like, you know, those, uh, like if you have your employer and they get that discounted ticket from whatever the uh, uh, website is, whether it's Perks at Work or Working Advantage or whatever, does that still count towards that? Uh, that purchase for the uh, I yeah, it, it, so. it counts towards it as long as you make sure the, the make sure the movie ticket. This is an old thing that people tend to have some wives tell about, but make sure a ticket says Black Panther. The minute yeah. where wow. the ticket is a different name and you just take it, check the ticket to make sure it's going. I mean, granted, this is Marvel, so I don't see it being that big of a you know, a typical scam and thing, like, like when um, like the, um, movies was coming out, yeah, or what was the movie that came out through um, uh, the slave, the that one was all mixed up this is gonna be this is more mainstream but still we gotta support it because there's many 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 more characters that can get some time if we go out there and take care of this this time it's, it's not but it's not just about the characters the whole cast is whole uh, cast already the director is a minority yes. for this this is just like um superwoman or excuse me wonder woman just did you know mm-hmm. record sales for a female director and a female, you know, lead superhero, where this is the same opportunity for minorities to get more of us in films. It's not just about black people solely. It is about all minorities, people of color, you know, in large roles and not just in front of the screen, but behind the screen who have a director who is directing a film of this magnitude is groundbreaking. We need to support, we need to show out, we need to get it. Hey, real talk, this thing is so big that while I was in Cozumel, just walking in the tourist area, um, they had a store that was actually selling um, superhero paraphernalia. 
and they were sold out of Black Panther stuff. Yo, Toys like, R Us has it. Yes, I, I, I almost bought it. I'm so happy to see girls. it. They're the, yeah, even the young um, the women parts are the parts that the women play the supporting parts in the um, movie. They're really powerful, um, ethereal looking. I mean, the costume designers did a really good job of making sure to represent the women in this in um, in this genre as very powerful and sexy and strong women. So I think it's gonna be a good thing for everybody. Can and we w- can we scroll that definition of ethereal? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because uh, she definitely lost me with that one. But hey, that's why she got that good doctor in the front of her name. And I want just to, to add on to, to that. I'm yes, those um, those women and the uh, and the Wakanda tribe are the strongest women in the Marvel universe. So they they are they're oh. not just they're like they go in first and he comes after. Like they are big time. Yeah, they're not <laughs> playing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you can see that. You can sense that just from how they present themselves and how they look, you know, just from the trailers, you get excited. They get, you know, Black Panther's gonna give me life. You know, the lead is fine. Women are just looking <laughs> Everybody can go. It could be a family experience. You can't even be mad at your husband for looking at this one. You just gotta just, you know, shake. Just right, just right. <laughs> just right. Easy, easy. <laughs> well, yeah, sticking with the women, man, like it's definitely been a strong year for women, definitely been a strong year for black women, but the purpose of the podcast, um, like we said, very sensitive topic. Um, so we wanted to do it the right way. This Me Too movement um, that started sometime last year and has had momentum and been gaining a lot of traction, giving women a voice for, you know, their body with sexual harassment, sexual assault, and kind of tackling that male-dominated culture. Um, but it's, it, it's a lot to digest uh, from a lot of different angles. So, you know, I definitely want to get you guys' take on the movement, what it's been doing, how it's been affecting our community. And, you know, we'll go around the room and kind of d- dive in it from there. But I want to start with Georgette being the woman on the podcast to give you that opportunity. Well, um, so I did a little research and the um, Me Too movement actually started in 2006, really dating back to um, 1999. And it started out as um, to support women who have um, experienced sexual um, violence. And I think it's really clear um, as we have our discussion, it's really imperative that we make the demarcation between sexual harassment, sexual assault, and sexual misconduct. Definitions have to be clear as we proceed in our conversation about this this very um, sensitive and galvanizing um, topic. But yeah, this um, this movement was started by Miss Burke in 2000 and, um, 2016, and it was really um, started as a way to 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 started as a support group for women who have experienced sexual violence. She was moved to start this. Um, this this movement um, based on um, a story that she had heard about a 13-year-old um, victim who had um, been sexually abused. Right. So she wanted to um, create a safe space where um, women could feel safe to understand that they were not the only ones who had gone through this kind of abuse. But really need to make a clear demarcation between sexual harassment, sexual abuse, and sexual misconduct. So sexual assault is a crime and it's punishable by law. 
right? And mm-hmm. sexual harassment is unwelcomed um, advances. And it um, and the whole term sexual harassment was coined in 1970, when when we um, saw that women were really starting to enter into the workforce. And um, so this term sexual harassment was was really coined in the 1970s. And then um, if we want to look at the whole history of it trickling down to um, 1986, where the Supreme Court actually acknowledged the fact that this was a discrimination case and that it felt um, that it fell under the um, jurisdiction of the Civil Rights Act and that it was um, sexual harassment was a form of of sexual discrimination. And then we go on to Anita Hill and then now we go on to the, the rebirth of the whole Me Too movement. So it is a very controversial and se- uh, sensitive issue. And we do need to look at it in terms of it being on a spectrum where, you know, a crime is a crime and and there might be some gray area, I think. Right, and I think as as men, you know, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm really happy to see the women be given a voice. I think it's very important, um, you know, as a victim of sexual assault or harassment or anything, that you be able to tell your story. And I think that's one of the, the biggest things against or biggest hurdles it is to actually, you know, be able to be strong enough, courageous enough to speak out about those who have wronged you. So I definitely appreciate the movement for what it's done in that regard. Um, and then you have all of the figures. And I think the biggest thing for me looking at it is the cultural aspect of it. Because when I think about it and all of these people that it's hitting, it's not, it's, it's a lot of men who are in power situations, um, you know, whether it's, you know, African-American men or white men, you know, our counterparts, but it's a lot of men who are in power situations. And it also kind of speaks to the culture that we kind of grow up in where, you know, if you speak into the harassment of, you know, a high school kid, you know, running past and, you know, touching a girl on the butt and keeping it moving or whatever and that being celebrated at such a young age and then you grow into this man and feel like in your environment when you have a position of power over these women, you can kind of take advantage of it. I really appreciate the fact that it sheds a larger light on these things to kind of evolve, you know, that situation so we can get, you know, out of that. Right, and so we have to make the clear distinction. So you use the analogy of the running in the hallway and hitting the girl's butt versus um, and this behavior then um, maturing into um, maybe sexual harassment or sexual assault. And I think that's where we need to be careful on because all these terms is the unwanted advance of um, somebody in power. Unwanted, mm-hmm. unwilling, unsafe. Um, not being able to have any power or any kind of participation. I mean, my butt got smacked a lot of times when I was a little girl. I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily unwanted. It was a game that we were playing. So um, you have to, <laughs> you know, you have to, <laughs> you have, we have to be careful that we're not demonizing um, certain adolescent behavior as deviant when, you know, sometimes it might be wanted, you know, or solicited. So, uh, Ani, go ahead, Kay, because I, I was thinking of a game that I used no, to play in Philly. Uh, no, no, please. Uh, 
I, I can hold it because this is a cool game that I'll no no because I'm I'm going serious and and, and okay cool I'm yeah I don't want your thing in perfect I don't want to yeah take with my seriousness but um speaking of the game that that we that yeah, we taught we were taught to play as kids um it's called catch a girl freak a girl. And that was the game where you would play in the street, and if you caught the girl, then you—I mean, she would obviously be a participant. Sounds like how you get it. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, every every area had their own game that they would play, and that was like okay. Like you know, even your parents would be like, "Oh, they're playing they're playing a catch a girl game. It's okay, no problem." I don't um, know about I think, that part. Uh, listen, you, <laughs> it was it was fun. It was on the street. I mean, there was always buff clothes, so it was like cool. But like you know, it was. Um, it was always somewhat the same, similar age group or kids the same. So it was never like a 16 year old going to a 12 year old. It was always in your same kind of group. So that, it didn't feel like harassment, but I can see as you're getting older, if you thought that was okay. And no one said, hey, as an adolescent, you leave that behind as an adult, that can tend to drag on to certain people that didn't grow up the right way. So I want to tie that into the whole process of that game leading forward. So, okay, please uh, bring us back to a serious note. Nah, so, <laughs> funny uh how we've all played some different variation of that game and i I don't want it to go unsaid that um i think the same thing happened to guys at some point where the females were the ones doing the touching and the chasing um i know somebody that was you know very big on that um but i'm not gonna point anybody out there's only one female on here though um but anyway um (laughs) I'm a lady. <laughs> right. <laughs> so is Medea. Um, but uh, <laughs> the shade. Continue, sir. <laughs> so <laughs> I think uh, I think what's happening is there's a very large movement going on. This is kind of like the opening ceremonies, and it's really just establishing. Okay before we move forward with the monumental things that are going to happen, we have to write uh, some of our culture, some of our environment um, currently, uh, things that are just taboo or accepted in society. And I think that's what we're moving towards right now. And if you look at it, things tend to happen in a cyclical manner where you look at the civil rights movement and right on the heels of the civil rights movement was the women's rights movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at, we go from Barack to 45 to, okay, we realize that we missed out when we didn't elect Hillary, right? Because that was going to set the whole women's movement in motion. We almost missed that opportunity. And now women said, nope, we're going to stand up. And we're still going to claim that moment. And I think that's what we're going through right now. So I absolutely believe number 46 will be a female. Um, and what we're doing right now is we're preparing for that. We're getting ready to make that large push to make that happen. But, but I mean, I disagree with you in a sense, because I think as a woman, I don't want it that way. I think if if this is the way that we're going to get it, then I think it, um, it almost diminishes the um it almost diminishes your womanhood in a sense to say that the only way that you can be empowered is on the heels of a sexual um upheaval so it doesn't even deal with your qualifications your education your your ability to do the job it's almost well you're a woman and oh we feel so bad he was gonna say that i didn't say that 
Yeah, that I was going to say, that I don't believe that's... happened that's, to you, so now let's go ahead and, and make a... a, a that's, that's not the space of where we are, are trying to, to, to come from. I think that, uh, you know, uh, women come from Venus and men come from Mars. His explanation, I think it was really more about the... Just like with 45, it was a Band-Aid rip of exposing the, the inherent racism that still exists in America. And it isn't about trying to say that this movement is on the heels of anything, but it took the quick catalyst of something like the Harvey Weinsteins and all of this where it's creating such a more viral, for you to say that this started in 2006, that now it's really feeling like it's picking up the steam and just that it should have. It's more about it came, Band-Aid was ripped off at a time on the, on, the, on the tail end of this. And it's just that it happens to be that, you know, the same cyclical type movement came previously too. It's not to say that it's just, and that's the way it should be, or that it's, it's just that that Band-Aid rip helps to expose what is going on and really be that push. Right. Of, hey, you know, there is, there's a true injustice going on that we are trying to sweep under the rug and it's not right, period. Like at no time was it right, but being able to see people who are in positions of power being exposed, it makes a real impression and it brings a real light. It's just like with-, with But we, not to dis, um, not to cut you off, but to cut you off. But um, in terms of, um, this feels almost McCarthyist in a sense, because during the same time when we, America was going through the whole thing of um, calling people communists without actually going through due process. I mean, I think sexual assault is a crime. Sexual harassment is definitely a crime. And there are laws that should be punished. And if, and if it's proven, then there definitely should be legal ramifications for these actions of these men. But I think what is happening in this current movement at is, as it is right now is that people are getting swept up. And a lot of these men that are being accused of these crimes have not seen their um, day in court, have not been um, adjudicated in any way, and also they're being convicted in the a, in a, in a court of public opinion. And to me, I just think that that's undemocratic. And I think if we well, start doing this, and if this is the way that we're going to say that, you know, if you're accused of something or alleged doing something, there's you haven't had your day in court, you haven't gone in front of a jury of your peers, but well, we're going to convict hey, you, you're going to hey, lose your hey. job. Not to cut you off, not to cut you off, but to uh, cut you off, there was no broad stroke that was brought over the presentation that both me and Carol made that I, I totally agree with you that there is a lot of white noise that comes with um, the creation of a movement. It's no different than um, Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of white- It's completely different than Black Lives Matter. Listen, let me finish my statement before you just assume that I put it into some similar box. My point being is that no matter what the movement is, there's always going to be things outside. You are a thousand percent correct. Of course, the amount of um, um, people now saying they are, are you know being sexually harassed and that there are issues that are going on that Hey, we're accusing people without giving them their just due. Of course, that's that should not be going on. However, the good of the empowerment of of especially women being able to come forward and say something now, when previously historically that has not happened, you have to be able to. Hey, this is something we have to fix with that movement 
but the 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 good by far outweighs the bad. Yes, yes. So I, I the argument that women have not that that just since within the last six months that women have just started reporting sexual harassment and sexual I, I'm not saying that at mis, all mis, misconduct is a misnomer. If we go that. back to the history, if we cash in the receipts, I'm not saying that. One Anita Hill took Clarence Thomas to, but to I'm not saying that. However, the light, the light so that's put on it now, and the strength. And the just just last night, Oprah Winfrey made one of the most empowering speeches I've heard in quite some time, discussing this same thing. Where it's not about trying to act like this is the only moment in time when this has been discussed. However, just like with um, the racism issues that come present with Forty Five, that it's not about saying, "Hey, this is the only time racism has ever been a present in America," or like this is new. Hey, we all know this has been going on, and yes, there have been females who stood up for this. Just like people have stand up, stood up for racism. However, we have to continue to expose it in order to fully eradicate it. And it's about the fact that the light that has been shined on it, and not just the light, but the the movement that has um, grown from it, that has, has, you're telling me it started in 2006, that the power that is created in 2018 is by far outweighing what was going on in 2006, and it needs to continue to grow. What power? The directors all um, the Golden Globe last night had a blackout where, and I'm wearing black in support of the blackout. So they had a blackout. They had all these women wearing dresses, these black dresses, to show solidarity for the time, the Times Up movement. But yet, in all the categories that counted, women were still not represented. Directors, all four directors were male. I think that's a little bit different issue, though. I think that's a little bit different issue because we, well, I mean, with the movement and what Me Too is and the awareness that it's bringing, the voice that it's giving, the platform that it's giving, um, you know, you're 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 essentially pushing women to the forefront. Whereas for the man, this stuff been going on since the dawn of time. Like men have controlled this arena, many arenas for, since the dawn of time, and now that you have. The, the upstarts that started this movement, whether you go back to 2006, whether you say it started with Bill Cosby, um, Weinstein, Tavis Smiley, whoever, it's, it's sweeping across to kind of, hey, let's look at this issue. Let's start the evolution. Um, when you talk about women and their representation amongst their peers and whatever, the awards the Golden Globe, I put that on the same lines as I put the uh, the Grammys or the the Oscars or anything else. Especially if now whether we're talking about women or black women, it comes to, uh, or black people, it becomes a different discussion. But yes. what is the nece- what's the necessity for that sort of validation? Because we know how great we are in those arenas, and these arenas weren't necessarily set up to promote how great we are. You know, we have to start looking a lot more inward with to to get that that sort of self validate validation instead of looking outward to something that wasn't even set up for us to begin with. Um, I don't think it's necessary for us to be um, celebrated at a Golden Globe or any other award ceremony that we didn't we didn't create. I think when we look at those types of situations, we need to start creating or even. Um, Supporting the ones that we have, your BET Awards, your Essence Awards, those types of situations. 
But well, I, when we're talking to, to and listen, oh, let me get fresh, and then I'm gonna go to you, Georgia. Go ahead, fresh. And listening to Oprah's speech last night, and her saying how much you know, watching Sidney Poitier um, accept his award when she was young affected her. I totally agree with we need to, you know, be about us and work more on empowering us and, and understanding how we can be, you know, the directors and the producers and the executives and all of that other stuff. But I also do find the the value in the conver- in her winning, in the conversation being in mainstream and not um, you know, what your mom and dad is telling you, but what people are seeing on TV, what they're That's seeing. Fair. And what they're seeing that it, it creates that same. There's some little kid right now watching who, you know, the same feeling we all got when Barack won. That it was like, man, you know, all our lives were told, hey, you know, you could be president. And up until that moment, we were like, yeah, yeah, we could. Until it finally happened, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, we could. Yeah, man. That that drop in the bucket for what it does to so many people of just allowing, hey, you know what? It's not a whiteout. It's not, there is a possibility for us to do anything. We can go to the moon, Mars, wherever, be president, own countries, do whatever. That That's what I love about it. It's not, it's not the broad stroke of trying to act like, hey, because it's, you know, got some exposure now, it all of a sudden is the end all be all and it just, you know, you know, solved everything. But I appreciate the, just like with 45, I appreciate the exposure and the conversations that are now had and that, that Band-Aid is ripped off that, hey, people understand, hey, we may not necessarily know how to fix it right now, but we know that we have to really work now at fixing it as opposed to just kind of, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, okay, that's there. Like now, like there's actively trying to figure out what, what can we do? Hold on, Carol. I want to give Georgia an opportunity to say what she was going to say, and I get you in a second. Um, I think it's interesting, but like some of the names that we brought up, like for for example, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is being charged with assault, sexual assault. Sexual assault is a crime, right? Why mm-hmm. is he? He's being charged with sexual harassment. There is a, I mean, it's all wrong, but there's a spectrum of, of what we're talking about. And, and, and the real issue that we need to talk about is really acknowledging and seeing women as powerful equals is equality. But when we have this, this conversation, and as we're having this conversation, it's almost making women into these damsel in distress that needs to be saved by their their male riding in on a white horse to kind of save them, to then prop them up into these positions of powers as, as if male, they I've can't necessarily like get there on their As a male, I've never felt like that. I always felt like it's empowering women to say like, hey, we can do whatever the hell we want to and I don't need you. Like I've never... I've never come across um, any female who's, you know, um, involved or impacted by that movement who uh, has a stance of feeling like I need to to help them or that I need to, you know, that they need me for anything. I can almost, like any female who I feel is impacted or touched by that movement or has, you know, um, watched that Oprah speech, for instance, like they are more on a level of, hey, I can, I can run through this wall. I could build a house right now and I've never even touched a hammer. Like, I don't need you for nothing. I'm empowered. I feel that like, I know that we can do whatever. And, and 
not allowing a small mm-hmm. issue to define me that, yo, there are people who are in powerful positions who have gotten past, you know, things like sexual harassment, not to say that they're right by any means, but they have not allowed it to um, power them into positions of not being successful, that they've learned to push past it and, and you know, uh, call out their accuser and, and still uh, be motivated to be a successful member of society. And that's really more what I get from it. I don't get that it, it makes anybody feel that they're, um, you know, hey, this is a damsel in stress situation. It's more, right, right, right. I'm empowered to get it. Go ahead, go ahead, Carol. Yeah, I, look, I think what's happening is that this is just this small conversation between the five of us is really just a representation of look the 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 uh the gun has been cocked for a long time yes and it, it's it's ready to just go off now and that, that's what we're watching and what i was trying to say was let me clarify is that the whole sexual assault sexual harassment that's just housekeeping <laughs> that needs to be done right this is something that needs to be done that's to say that hey you will respect us as women you will not continue to exercise this power over us exactly. my thing is that that's just the catalyst to something bigger that is to come mm-hmm. and it's an institutional thing because if you look at it um black men got the right to vote it was passed in 1869 ratified in 1870 women didn't get the right to vote until 1920. Right. Right. So this is something that is institutionalized of, look, we would rather give these black men the right to vote before we give our wives and our daughters the right to vote. Mm -hmm. So that's how deep it goes. And I think now we're getting to the point now where we're trying to write all of that. Right, and, and I don't. Oh, go ahead. It, it's it's not about black women. It's women. Women. Period. Well, black women have a totally different um, bone in this fight. You um, have a totally different bone, but here, but here's the thing. A totally different bone in this fight. If we want to talk about, so if we want to talk about this Me Too and sexual harassment, it's a totally different um, conversation that if we, um, that we're gonna have if we start talking about. Black women. But in this kind it, it, it is a totally different conversation. Why? Because you all have been the forefront of our family structure for a long time. So you already have some of what the other non-black women are trying to get. You've already claimed that power. That power is now something that you're trying to, you guys are like the coaches, which is why. But we're demonized for that because then you have the stereotypical image of the strong black woman, right? And that she's too strong, can't keep a man, can't keep a family True. together. But 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 that's what black women have to gain out of this because when the non-black women are now granted or they go and claim this power, that evens the playing field for all women where now you can't look at the black woman and say, oh, she's, you know, the angry black woman or whatever she is. No, she's just a regular woman just claiming her power and her respect. Not only that, to kind of push that point a little further, I think that's all a part of this evolution process, man. It's like, 
you have so many men who are coming out to show support and with all of the Me Too movement, whether it be black men or men in general. And I think that's, um, it's, a, it's a, true, a true sign of humility to some degree because, <clears throat> and I think an earlier point you had, excuse me, was the, um, it almost sounded like you were saying the minuscule nature between the harassment and the assault situation or the fault, maybe it might have something to, with, to do with the, um, the voices that are kind of like, it's too many people or it might be some falsities um, now and it, it, these are dangerous accusations you can uh kill a person's career livelihood just with the power of your tongue if it catches the right ear or it catches the right voice um but i think that even amongst our group it's it's, it's almost it's very interesting to see you know our stance on it and it's it's kind of a it's, it's almost antithesis to your stance on it um and i think that goes to show like the support and how we are trying to evolve as men in support of the women to kind of give them like i said earlier i think it's it's just your time at this point well, I mean, um, I don't think we're on opposite sides. I think my position is that the term words have power and mm-hmm. words have meaning. And mm-hmm. so when we are talking about a subject, especially as sensitive as this, it's important to understand the nature of these words. Right. Um, as a mother of sons and trying to acculturate them into a society in which they do have to learn how to respect women and deal with women, their aunts, cousins, their, you know, their sisters, it's very important that they understand um, the nature of the beast, per se. These words have different things. So, for example, when we talk about sexual misconduct, that's not punishable under the law. Sexual assault is punishable under the law. Sexual harassment is punishable under the law. So when we, so to, to demonize a man that might be um, accused of sexual misconduct and, and demonize him in the same sense of somebody who's been um, accused of sexual assault, it, it, it is, it's, it's like, it's like trying to um, compare, a crime is a crime, too, indeed. But it's, trying, it's like almost comparing a thief to a murderer. It's two right. different things. So I guess what I've been trying to drive is the legal ramifications of the actions. We can't really push that far, right? Like right here on this podcast today. What I've been trying to push is the is the larger movement. And there's something that we keep saying. We keep saying it's sensitive, but sensitive for who? Who who made it sensitive? It's only sensitive, really. Okay, don't get me wrong. There is a psychological, there is a mental uh, residual, right, from these things occurring. But I think in the conversation, it's only sensitive for the people that don't want it to be spoken about, which in most cases is not the victim, it's the victimizers that it's sensitive Mm -hmm. for because they all of a sudden can't maintain face and they're losing jobs and things like that. So that's why it becomes sensitive because I think the people that have been victimized or um have been on that end of it they want it to be spoken about they're not trying to hide so i don't think it's a sensitive topic at all other than for those that stand something to lose and even in that uh right i think when we talk excuse me when we talk about the the differences between the harassment the misconduct the actual assault 
I think the punishments for those who have who've had them come up have fit the crime. I mean, the assault, obviously, most of those accusations, they run out of the statute of limitations. However, the Harvey Weinsteins or whoever of the world who have been, you know, preying on women, quote unquote, um, for this period of time, like they they deserve to get their just due over that time. Just like the person who's uh, accused of sexual harassment, whether it be in the workplace or, or in the environment, not a demonizing uh, effect of it. Yeah, the punishment kind of got to fit the crime. But at the end of the day, like you said, wrong is wrong. And I think the reason we have ended up in the predicament that we're in now is because this is a learned behavior over time and you started out with okay it was just this and then it kind of grew into something much more and now like carol said the gun been loaded for a while and it's starting to go off so quiet most of this time i'm trying to think of the levels of the harassments and the misconducts depending upon your your pay wage or your uh, social uh reach so someone I heard this at a comedy show, which is kind of interesting. But someone at Arby's harassed someone; they get fired immediately, gone, no questions asked. That's just where it is. Mm-hmm. Someone in the entertainment gets blasted by the public media; they get put everywhere. Everything happens. You know who they are; it's gone. Someone at government can tell you, "Hey, you know, you guys are gonna hear something about me. Uh, I'm very sorry. Um, my last day will be after the administration is taken over." Why is it, depending on the level of the person you are, you have the ability to dictate when you feel it's ready to leave? Power. That same position of power. That same position of power. I think you have, like, the you, you look at 45. I mean, this dude was accused by, like, three different women, and then he came on, he, he's been on radio, or been on tape. He's you on know. tape, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it is what it is. Power is... is is power and and it's what people crave and it's what allows leniency in situations like that. It's not that it's just, but I mean, it's been that way since the beginning of time. And that's perfect because that's why I kind of wanted to lead that into the decisions of, we went into lawmaking and stuff like that, but in order for those things to take place and take action, it has to start from the lawmakers that are making those laws to enforce them in a different way to rule down because it's a gap in between low and high. And the reason why the the high the higher you are, you get that pass because you're making a law that then takes place into to to move the forward. Precedent has been set. You're right. And and I agree with this. And I don't necessarily want to come across. I'm going to say something, and I don't necessarily want to come across as blaming the victim. And I don't want to necessarily um, be viewed as if I am supporting a Harry Weinstein, right? But if we want to talk about him in mm-hmm. particular, a lot of, um, and, and the reason why it's sensitive, is sensitive because there, it was a culture of collaboration between multiple, on multiple levels of people to create a Weinstein, right? And so, and a lot of um, complicitness in terms of, um, people in that industry um, that kind of fed the monster. Mm-hmm. Right? That kind of fed the monster, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, and I and I say this with um, not to take away anybody's pain or not to um, to to minimalize, you know, what they went through. But at the end of the day, when you walked up into that hotel room. 
as a woman of a certain age, if you're being invited to a man's hotel room after a certain hours of the night, you kind of know what 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 is expected of you. Now, is that right? Is that wrong? I'm, I'm sorry. Um, that's that's that that's some no, old you school you thinking. You shouldn't be put in that position. I don't. I that's don't some old school thinking because look, I, I don't care what time it of the day school, night it is. Real. It could be but ten o'clock real. in the morning. Not. It's if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And it's unfair to to know just because it's no different than just because some chick wants to wear some sexy little outfit and have her butt cheeks out and walk through the mall with her breast half out. It doesn't give anybody the right to go and slap her butt and grab it and like yeah. go and hug up on her. It, That's it, assault. That's a crime. Yes, it is. Yeah, but, but by like, your definition, like she invited that uh, attention. And Mr. Producer no, Matt is calling not. at three o'clock in the morning to come over because these guys in it as we're going to go over lines or that's going to help my career somehow. But what I'm saying is that was not the case. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to defend him. What he did on, on the scale of the level that he did. But what I'm saying is that the industry, the the industry that he was a part of, there are a lot of complicit people, both men mm-hmm. and women, that helped to create this monster. And like you're saying, I'm glad that, that the Band-Aid has been ripped off. But also, as this Band-Aid is being ripped off, we have to make sure that we're we're putting everybody, um, making everybody be accountable for their actions. And, and there are certain people who fed this monster, who fed the beast, and who was complicit and benefited from the Weinsteins and benefited from his actions. I don't think anybody so we need to, that. And we need to do, and we need to um, acknowledge that this happens. And women and I would do even say that they're actually doing time to time to get ahead. I think that they're actually doing a great job of exposing females who are, you know, miss, um, uh, you know, firing off and, and not like they are doing the job of showing, hey, yes, you said X, Y, Z, but that's not really what happened. And, I think- and that's what I want to see a lot more of, man. The way that we can talk about it and the way these men who can hold themselves accountable and, you know, step down from their positions or do whatever they need to do um, to acknowledge the fact that, you know, there may have been some questionable scenarios. I think um, there has to be that same sort of emphasis the other side where we have these false accusations or these rescinded accusations mm-hmm. uh, similar to Nelly's case. Nelly had a rape case yep. not not too long ago, and you know her uh, testimony ended up being rescinded. He was uh, 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 what you call it um, adjudicated of all the wrongdoing or whatever. But that doesn't get the same amount of press. And when we talk about, mm-hmm. I heard the analogy on the radio the other day. It's somewhere between three and five percent of these accusations end up being. They, they frame it as like uh, false, but it's more so like they these are the people who spoke up and kind of just rescinded their accusation or saying that, no, that's not really what happened or I'm just going to take back what I, what, I, what, I, what had happened. So if you're flipping it and you're looking at, okay, I, you got 10 people and one girl, you know what I'm saying, actually gets raped. Are we looking at that one girl and saying, oh, it only happened one time, so we're going to like kind of dismiss that fact or are we going to actually like, you know, help her, offer her support? So on the flip side, when we talking about all oh, it, three to five percent, you know, are falsely accused. Why don't we kind of celebrate that a little bit more? It should be. I feel like it should be some sort of penalty for those who. There is a penalty. Nelly is suing that chick. 
and oh, it definitely okay. needs to be character. and i think it's suing her in 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 on the path to you know collecting where of course that needs to be um brought more into public eye and and of course the negative story always gets more publicity right. than the positive one but these are things that hey we are working to improve it's it's uh, the ex it, uh, exposure allows for the um the the increase in the in the, in the improvement so the exposure allows for an improvement the fact that we are able to have these conversations and more importantly Oprah Winfrey won that award in a room full of mostly white people and, and had them all standing up for you know making a lot of the same points we were talking about tonight and that they were agreeing and understanding like that that's a big thing we wouldn't have thought that would have happened when we were 19 20 years old and, and watching you know the Oscars like those are conversations that were swept under the rug and so for these things to be exposed, this is what helps to um, make the impact, to make it the way that it should be. Nobody's saying that it's right, that people get falsely accused and that it should empower people to make false accusations. But I am saying it's awesome that people who have been, um, fell victim to those situations, now feel empowered to not sit there and cower and feel that, that, it's, it's, that it is acceptable that they are now saying, hey, I'm not going to stand for this. And more importantly, people are backing them up, not just other females, but men are also backing them up and saying, hey, we are not going to stand for it. We want to have the equality that should be. Well, I question, um, where do they go? So the people who've come out and said that, hey, I've been abused or I've been, you know, they get the, the red light on them. Everyone's looking at them you know, as the victim. Um, the only ones that I know that, that that's had success thereafter are the ones that said, I saw it happening and I said no. For instance, the Jennifer Lawrence, she said, yeah, I saw this happening and I was like, I'm out, I don't care, I'm going to go my own way. And she's you know, the highest paid actress, she's still making big things, but people who have said, hey, yeah, I was abused, I was that you know, in the past, um, you their names are just smutted with mud because they are now stepping out, even though with the Me Too's. So, I think that as we continue to grow the Me Too process and, and we get on, there needs to be a platform where there's people who have been victimized have somewhere to go. So if it's Me Too, no problem, cool. You still can be a Hollywood, um, you know, top biller even with that process behind you instead of being the one. Just it's just it's just a vicious cycle because you say what you want to say, you do what you want to do, but then you get pushed back to this but box. What, there shouldn't be uh, a separate anything. That's kind of what this. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the problem, though. That's, that's it is the problem, but that's what is, real is that it shouldn't be about, you know, creating a separate lane and, and, and you know, a, um, affirmative action part of, you know, claiming you're, you're vic being victimized. It's right. that there's an equal playing field and understanding of, hey, no means no and don't, you know, take advantage of people and let's all live as an equal society. But again, when we're using these terms, no means no, that's associated with rape mm -hmm. and rape is a crime. Right. And so when we're looking at being physically forced into doing something that you don't want to do, that is a crime that is punishable by law. Um, what I'm cautioning or what I'm sounding the red flag on is this is this um, what I hope we, we um, are not getting ready to do is to do similar uh, something similar to what we what people experienced during the McCarthy era. 
Innocent people were accused of being communists. Innocent people lost their careers, had to go to Europe. Black people too had to go to Europe. Um, neighbors started snitching on neighbors. Um, complete lives were lost just with a mere accusation of people being communists. Come to find out, none of this was true. None of this, it was just, uh, it, we just got swept up in, 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 in the, 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 the feeling of it all. And so my caution, the only caution that I would have is that this to me feels almost as if we're going down that same path where we're just accusing people, we're not adjudicating them, we're not, they're not getting their day, their day in court, they're not, they're, they're being convicted in the court of public opinion, and, and, and people's lives, good, bad, or indifferent, is getting destroyed by a mere accusation. And I just don't think that that's right. Um, I would just like to say that I don't necessarily agree. But I agree with the fact that, yes, they should not be, the, the accuser should not just automatically be blank test. But I think that in today's society, I'll give a, a good example is Russell Simmons. And I mean, yeah, he had stepped down and there's a lot of controversy around what's going on with what he um, has been accused of. But he's been able to, uh, you know, make his fair attempt in a public forum of you know doing the same thing, adjudicating himself, and, and being able to put in perspective what happened and what went on. And I mean, at the end of the day, of course, nobody wants to broad stroke this. Nobody wants to say like it's a it's a red or, or, or um, green light. But at the same time, it's about there, there is good with bad. And yes, those people who are falsely accused need to have their fair ability, and you need to be able to articulate. But especially all of us as men. I guarantee all of us have been, as men, have been in an uncomfortable situation where you did not mean to have something come across sexually that you can tell some female took it sexually and there's a weird tension that you did not want to have there that it was not even your intent. So we all totally understand and have been in that situation where it's like, man, th this that could have turned out as a way uglier situation. But at the same time, all of us as men have come out of it unscathed and been able to, hey, if that arises, you, the, the, you the, the, the it's, it's like, if you're not consistent, I'm, I'm more of a feeling of if somebody is getting um, accused like that and in that time wasn't necessarily the right time, sometimes it's because they, they've been doing it so long un, unknown to people and that even though that wasn't the right exposure, it was false, that there was still some bad that was going on. There's a potential there that everybody has to get their just day. But I, I enjoyed the exposure and the talk and the conversation. Um, it far outweighs the potential of, you know, potentially somebody, you know, the false accusers out there. I think that the the empowerment of the actual victims is a better bonus than the, the failure that there is on the other side. Yeah, and I'll say this, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Great discussion all around. Um, but it's, uh, you know, with the, uh, like how many how many cases have we actually seen where we've had that, that false accuser come forward? I mean, as a dude, as a man, if I know I didn't do something, I'm going to be pretty adamant about the fact that I didn't do it. If it's something that I need to own in the case of like a Russell Simmons who came out and said, hey, I don't know. Um, it might have been some questionable situations that I was in, but I don't want to offend anybody. And if this is what I need to do for the sake of my business, I'm going to own it. And I see a lot more of those situations than I do the, the opposite. So I think it's, a, it's definitely worth 
the precautionary methods or it's worth thinking of um, going forward with the McCarthy effect of these accusations. But I don't necessarily see that coming forward. I mean, majority of the cases that have come out, like you have dudes like agreeing, yeah, I did it. Um, I got to step down. You have senators who will step down. They're fighting it all the way down. But, you know, and the ones who feel like they didn't do anything really, really voice their opinions and really fight their battle on, on it. So um, and we'll just go ahead and leave that there, man. Uh, great discussion again. Uh, Mama G, appreciate the, the fire and everything. You're a fresh one back and forth. We're going to go over the art, man. Uh, We're going to get your thought of the week. We're going to hit fresh for the crypto moment, and then Coach K going to take us out. All right. Uh, thought of the week. Live so that when your children think of fairness, caring, and integrity, they think of you. That one was in the uh, in the trigger, ready to go for a while. Just waiting for like day to say it. <laughs> easy, easy. I'll make a small amendment, man. Georgette, I'm going to have you close us out, man. That way, uh, you know, you can give us your piece. But Crypto Fresh. Yes, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the crypto world, man. I was watching it today. I saw Ripple took a nosedive. Bitcoin dropped a little bit, man. So so what's the tidbit you got for or, or, what, what is it? The, bit, the bitty you got for us this week. Bitty committee. Yes, sir. Um, This week in crypto, what shall I expose you noobs to? Um, You know, it's just a real understanding that crypto is here to stay. Everybody has this, um, you know, false accusation that is some type of monopoly money, but it is really currency that is backed by mathematics instead of gold or some other, which our currency is even backed by gold anyway. That the strength That's the monopoly money. Exactly. The strength of what is being created now in the um large range of people who are everything from, you know, I, I talk to people who are 18 all the way to 65 who are heavily involved and invested in cryptocurrency and the involvement of blockchain technology because of the way that is going to and is already impacting various industries that you know affect our lives daily so everything from how we get food all the way to cars um houses everything are going to be impacted by blockchain technology so the thought of this bubble that cryptocurrency is in is extremely a falsehood and it's propaganda spread by the media because they don't want you to come and get some of this money Remember, you heard it here on the 13th floor. Don't believe the hype. Get on the train with the cryptocurrency. Hey, Georgia, before you close us out, uh, this is something that I wanted to hit on. I saw it. Well, I didn't see it last minute. But y'all all saw the H&M uh, ad today? Yes. Yes. Bruh. Like, this This is intentional. I think Shay got off. You know what I'm saying? Theirs was a little bit a little bit questionable. There was another one that happened not too long ago. I Dove can't remember. Dove. Dove kind of questionable H&M this was very intentional man look and I'm gonna tell you the sad thing is mm. that it wasn't intentional I'm gonna tell I don't you I think it was either the, the no. thing with H&M listen 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 H&M has a lot of these young millennials in there working it's one of the new younger companies that the sad thing is that they didn't even realize what the hell they were doing right the sad thing is there's nobody there's nobody in there who knew and had enough sense to say we can't put monkey on a young African-American child. It's never, never going to float. No way, no how. No matter. I don't care that he's the coolest monkey. 
There's no monkey that any black person wants to be called. We can't do it. And especially not sitting next to a Caucasian child with the, you know, pretty much the king of the jungle on his shirt. Like, it's just not going to float. I'm not, that, that's, and that's why I'm not letting them off the hook. You got this white Caucasian child with the dang on lion on his shirt. Then you got the black child with the coolest monkey in the jungle. Let me tell you, we, we as- This um, happened a year or two years ago, Target, or it was in Target or Walmart did the same thing. Like- No, well, I didn't see it then, I'm sorry. I missed it. But it's, it's again, it's we take too much weight because we are too active and looking for all of that stuff. I get, look, my, my How lady- How do you miss it? Because my lady is Spanish and she gets on me all the time because she feels that I walk around like I am, um, you know, a, a militant in the sense that as a as an African American, I am always aware of, oh man, why why they taking so long to come and give us some silverware mm-hmm. and then make them silverware? You know what I mean? Like that's just the way that we are. We are aware of it because we have lived it, and that's our cloak. Whereas, like I said, I'm not saying by any means that they're right, and they 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 deserve everything that they are getting outlash from what is going on. But I honestly do not believe that it was like, oh yeah. We're gonna put this monkey thing out here. Like I don't think there was a person in there who was who was that conniving. It was the airheadedness in the oh my god, it's cute and it's cool and X Y Z and just yo, we're throwing it out there and look at such a cool little trendy hot little ad and we got the hey, we got the black kid in the front. He's the forefront of the other of the he's ad. A cool, like, he's, he's the, the coolest the kid. He's the coolest like, one. He's the coolest monkey. Yeah, I but listen, they listen. Didn't, they, it was oblivious. They were it's animals. Kids love and we we gave the kid the the black kid just chose that shirt. That was the shirt that he wanted. That we didn't even you know it wasn't even nothing like that. It's not to say at all that it's right, but they are. I've come to realize, especially like that younger general, they have uh, a neutrality and uh, a disconnect from the history of racism and the feeling of of feeling like less for no reason. Like they don't understand a lot of that and understand like what those things represent and how like, hey man, you can't you can't put that message out there at the end of the day. Like they don't they don't they're totally oblivious to it. Look at God. I, I, I'm also, yeah, I'm also in that yeah. bubble. And, and, and I, I know I can, I can, for I'm those who are not watching sense. right now and those who are, who are not on YouTube or Facebook seeing this, the the steam coming out of Coach K's ears are about to explode. But I also have lived and probably still live in that bubble where I was like, oh, you know, I see it. I understand where people are upset about it, but I would also see how they were like, oh, he's the coolest kid and he's like the coolest. So coolest I monkey. I've never had an issue. Monkey. Listen, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. I, I've yet to have an issue where I was a victim of any kind of either in my faith racism or racism or anything. So I don't know. I don't my first thought isn't always that. So I can see where it could be a mistake for someone not catching it. Um now I can understand yeah. BFBG over there. I'm um, just saying that I have I have not. So I can understand where it came from, but um, you know, it's still second looking at it. Someone should, someone else should have been through before it was published out. So hey, this is cool. It should be a, a step process for you no know, the HR there team to verify. Process, but the sad part is that step process included <laughs> people who were totally oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> call about was was oh it's a shirt and it looks good and the ad is there okay yep they're centered right all right it looks cool and yo it's definitely not right at all but the the fuck excuse me the messed up part of this situation is that they are 
oblivious. Yeah. You're I right. shot there, so it doesn't matter to me. I, I can't fit clothes there. So. Steve Lebomsky and Carl Person, y'all gotta take this L, bro. I'm sorry. And H&M used to be my go-to spot. Really? I, well, that's the that's the other thing. Anything in there. I've never been an H and M person. I might have one shirt in my closet and maybe a pair of slacks from H and M. But we didn't we didn't even get Coach K's tape. You have a pair of slacks. A pair of slacks, brother. They fit, they no, fit your thighs. I was gonna say H and M is gonna be real tight. Put some hard bottoms on, Jack. Click the thing. <laughs> Frisco fresh, baby. Come on now. You gonna mess around and get uh sexually assaulted? I know. <laughs> Uh, Carol, did you have anything you wanted to add to it? Nah, man, I'm not even gonna open up that can. Man, come I'm on, saying. man. I thought, I thought you were gonna be with me. I'll save it. Look, listen, man. Uh, <laughs> go, go. You can save it. Here's, here's the issue for anybody to say, including Fresh or whoever, that we're too aware of these things. It all depends on on who you are because there are certain other communities that if they feel like mm. ooh that you you're 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 talking about us that that's not right that stuff gets recalled it just happened two it just happened two years ago with Starbucks something came out on their cups and they were just like mm, that looks too much like a certain thing oh recall all those cups take them back to me it's the same concept i i I want to be respected like that as a people. That like I, I, even, even even if it's not, but it could kind of be. Absolutely is. Is. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not in support or saying that it's okay to <laughs> let it go. And in my saying that we are aware of it, I'm saying that we are the ones who are aware of it. I'm not saying it in the sense of, oh well, man, we're just more aware of it. So you know, we're being too sensitive. I'm saying in the sense of, yes, we are aware of it. It's not right. I don't think that it should have made it through. And yes, like you said, <laughs> everything that they are getting right now and more is deserved on them for not being more aware in understanding the exposure. So I apologize if it came across as I, I was trying to take it as we are too aware and we're being oversensitive because that's not the point. I say, when, you, when you sweep the dirt under the rug, it, it accumulates. It's, it's just under the rug. It's, it's there. Michael Jackson, you don't care about us, got recalled. It did. It did. All right, H&M. Whatever. Well, Dr. Mo Daisy. Listen, I don't stop there anyway, so. Yeah. I, I used to. I used to. I need uh, somebody shoot in the comments, man. Show, tell me somewhere else I can go to get my Zara. tight pants and my. Zara. Who? Zara. Z-A-R-A. Ain't that a female Zara. store? No. I thought they, they only no, sold female same, clothes. No. They made the, the main game is on, on point what I hear. Yeah. I can't fit anything, but it's that's what I hear. Zara, you just got a new customer. I'm coming to check you out online. Dr. Mondezier. As long as your metabolism don't slow down and you don't start to get, yeah. you know, like the rest of us. You better stay, you be fine. <laughs> that model Listen, bro, three, three times a week. That Zara, Zara and dad, dad wear, just so you just, know. Just, just just stay slim and you'll be good to go. You, you three should. times a week, I'm good, man. I, I even ran in this thing on 20 degree weather one night just because I was feeling froggy. Just don't get taller. Don't get taller? Mm-mm. Why not? They don't make toilet <laughs> for a mid-grip. Like Express, Express pulled double XL out. I was like, okay, I'm out of that store too. Moving on. Well, if you can fit it, I can fit it. Because you like got me by two inches and probably by 30 pounds. So 
Tell them on their ear. Take us home, Mama G. We appreciate you. The shade on the 13th floor today is real. There's no shades. We don't have lights. Yeah. We don't have light now. <laughs> well, Dr. Mondes, uh, Dr. Maya Angelou said, courage is the most important of all virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue. I think it was very courageous for these women to come out and share their story. And it was very courageous for the women in Hollywood to create the Time's Up movement. And I think all these movements are gonna work for the good. Um, I think as we move and we move into this new, new era and the conversations are had, it's very important to keep at the forefront that men and women, we, we desire the same things. We wanna be respected. We wanna be, we wanna go to work and we wanna be paid the same as men are paid and we wanna, um, we want equality. And our breast and our butt should not determine whether or not we, we can get those opportunities. And I just wanted to thank you gentlemen for inviting me to the 13th floor. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you all. And shout out to uh, man Terry Cruz. He's the yep. only male that I've heard of thus far. <laughs> Wasn't his with another dude? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. He's he a big guy. They, yeah. mm-hmm. Grab his package yeah. and run oh, from his wife. In front of his wife, even. In front of his yeah. wife. The wife didn't like bust him. Like yeah. didn't just no, give him that. Um, they up. They got up and left. Yeah. Well, they they had a, was, was it like a male review or something? Where they yeah, had like, like this a, is oh, a meeting in a room. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Some type of party or something. Yeah, but, but the, that, said, the stereotype like, of you know the black man stereotype still lives still lives strong and true in Hollywood. So dang you know, what yeah. what? It was dang in White Famous. Go to White Famous. If you watch the show from Showtime, mm-hmm. White Famous, there's also a scene in there where that that happened, um, and that's based on Jamie Foxx's life. So it's it's happens, but I mean it's oh, it story. absolutely happens. <laughs> that's a story for another day, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely appreciate you all. Appreciate you all listening with us here on the 13th floor. Remember, you can get this podcast on iTunes, Google yes. Play, SoundCloud. Catch the videos on Facebook and YouTube. Yes. Um, that is it, man. We can't even subscribe. give y'all like, yeah. Make sure you subscribe and leave in the comments. Leave something in the comments for us. Tell us how much you enjoyed that fire and brimstone between Mama G and Fresh Take uh, <laughs> on the show today. But um, yeah. That's all I got this week, man. We couldn't even do a half a show, man. We tried to make this thing like 30 minutes just to give y'all a little bit, and we ended up going to full scale. Powerful. No shaming. No days off in 2018. We grooving all the way through. Try for 52. Try for 52. Make sure y'all hit up my man, Jay Dace. It's going to be phenomenal. Check him out. Jeremiah Dace on Facebook. F-E-E-N-O-M-I-N-A-L. What's his Instagram? I think it's like J-A-Y underscore C-0-L-D. J-Code. Something like that. I don't know. Jay, get back on the podcast, bro. I'm promoting yourself. Anyway, we out of here, ladies and gentlemen. This is it for us on the 13th floor, where furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Open for president. Let's go. Yes, yes. No, right. dude, no, no, no. That is not how that is not how she should get it. And the crazy part is that I need to I gotta quote Charlemagne and I never ever quote Charlemagne. Charlemagne's reason, great. The only reason why everyone's saying Oprah could take the office right now is because of 45 right now. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's not that's not why I'm, no. So